Welcome back to the Detour Podcast. It's Sheila. And uh, in case you haven't guessed it from that crazy intro, today we're talking all about Switzerland. Um, That is, in fact, a pen that I bought in Switzerland on the trip um, with my husband a few months ago. And uh, this pen was $10. $10 for a yodeling pen. Worth every penny. But we will tell you that that is um, what you can expect when you go to Switzerland. Bring extra money. So today I'm with my friend Lisa, who is also a traveling gal, and she has also been to Switzerland at um, a different time of the year than I went, and um, she had some similar but different experiences than we had. So welcome, Lisa, today. I'm excited to um, have you on the podcast, and thanks for making time to share about Switzerland. Thank you so much for having me, Sheila. I'm excited to talk to you about traveling. Yes, and um, oh, we both got so excited about Switzerland, Um, but where are some other places that you've traveled before we get started with that? Okay, well, uh, we've been to Guatemala and Honduras. We've been to South Africa, South Korea. I've been to Spain, Canada. Wow, you've been all the places I haven't been, so you will be my resource. Um, Lisa had gone in the summertime a few months before. What month were you in Switzerland? We were in July. In July, okay. And so my husband and I went in November. So when I heard that she had gone in July, of course, the great thing to do if you're going to do any traveling is to find somebody who's gone because they'll tell you all the ins and outs. And especially... Um, if you can find somebody personally who has been there, they'll tell you things that not the average travel book may tell you. Although you had shared that one of your favorites and mine too is Rick Steves. Rick Steves Europe is, is fabulous. Yes. And, um, so he, he will tell you a lot of, um, good tips and things like that, but you know, one of my favorite travel tips is to find somebody who's been there and they'll tell you all the secret stuff. And then when you get there, find a local and they'll tell you all the other secret stuff. (laughs) So, all right, well, we're excited to get started. So Lisa, tell us, you went in um, July. Um, Tell me about where you went in Switzerland. All right, so as you know, Sheila, Switzerland has three different linguistic areas, Mm -hmm. the Italian, the French, and the German. And we traveled from Milan up to Bern. So we kind of traveled through the Italian speaking district and skipped most of that. Bern, fabulous. We yeah. had such a great time. And the tour that Rick Steves gives, he, his outline in his Switzerland book, is absolutely fabulous. Highly recommend you take that with you when you go on your trip to Switzerland. Yeah. Then we took the train to uh, Lausanne. Uh-huh. And Lausanne is in the French-speaking area. It's over by Lake Geneva. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, up and down, all kinds of hills. Have your knees in a really good shape to be able to travel around Lausanne. And then we went to, from there, we traveled 
moved back to the inner part of the country where they speak German and we went to a little tiny village on the side of a mountain called Gimmelwald, which was highly recommend recommended by Rick Steves in his book. Mm -hmm. So you um, had, uh, this was kind of you know a planned vacation, but you actually at some point in there, you were traveling with your aunt, did you say? Yes, so my aunt and I went together. It was just a girl's adventure, if mm -hmm. you will. And I planned the entire trip myself using Rick Steves' guide. Mm -hmm. yes. And then you had kind of like a really cool thing, which was towards the end of your trip, um, your your aunt had some connection there to someone, and they were able to give you sort of the, a day of insider info and, and help. Yes, that was that's super nice. If you know somebody who lives in the country to for them to, you know, when you, especially when you go to a restaurant and they say, oh, you know, that sounds good, but this is really something local here that you need to try mm -hmm. before you go home. That's a great tip too. Like even any country that you are traveling to, um, even just the wait staff, if you say, okay, I'm, I'm a tourist, clearly they can spot you coming from a mile anyway, but just say, you know, what would be like the, uh, you know, epitome of, the Swiss meal or what, what should I have? You know, exactly. um, we did that at one of the restaurants that we actually stayed, um, in Zurich as a, um, home base and we would take the train and travel to different places, um, within Switzerland as well. Um, we also went to Bern for, uh, just a few hours, like a half a day, um, on the way back from, from another place that we were. Um, and that was, a fun cute little town i mean there's, it's beautiful oh and their 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 square is um just awesome like the you know easy to walk through and shops everywhere and mm -hmm. they had you know just musicians popping i mean you find that all over europe but musicians just popping up and you know playing songs i mean it's like being in I don't know, I just feel like we always have like our built-in soundtrack for our travels because you're just walking along videoing and then here's like a, you know, oompa-pa band. <laughs> when we were in Bern, there, there were no pop-up oompa-pa band. But what we were very, very pleased and surprised to find were all of those fountains. Yes. Fountains, public fountains all over the place with beautiful artwork and history behind them and, and that you could just drink the water straight out of them was kind of surprising to us. But to us Floridians, it was so nice to have that fresh cold water. Yes. Well, I did my research ahead of time too. Um, and then I have to tell you, so we did the same thing. We learned the same thing all over Switzerland. Actually, they do these drinking fountains and that was one of the tips of you know, saving your budget of not buying bottled water because that's a, one thing you really should check for sure no matter where you travel because some places it's okay to drink the water and it's safe to drink it and it's free to drink it and all of that. Other places you don't want to do that or you're going to be very sick. Yes. We've had that issue in Central America. I yes, think for sure. I attest to that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's a great tip because, you know, obviously if you don't have to be buying bottled water and lugging bottled water, that's going to mm -hmm. save you backpack and, you know, um, but it's also going to save you money, which is what you really want to be mindful of in Switzerland as we'll get to. Yes. <laughs> but what happened to us was, so I was all planned with my bottle to bring to refill all along the way. And literally the first fountain that I come to there is a homeless person basically 
washing themselves in it. Oh my god! And I just could not <laughs> do it. There, I was like, crap. <laughs> I couldn't get that mental out of there, and I just couldn't drink any of the water after that. So we wound up buying $4 bottles of water and dehydrating ourselves. Oh, no. Yeah, so that was just one of those mental things that happened. But, yes, in general, I think it would probably be perfectly safe, but that just happened to be the first thing literally like 10 minutes in the country I see. And I'm like, oh, man, there went my fountain plan. Anyways, but um, yes, lots of great fountains. What else did you see in Bern? Oh, the prevalence of clocks. Mm-hmm. There's huge clocks on the sides of the building. And, and then, of course, tons of jewelry stores that also had wristwatches mm-hmm. and all kinds of clocks inside. But the huge clocks on the sides of the old buildings, and you knew how old the buildings were based on whether they had two hands or just an hour hand, which yeah. I thought was very cool mm-hmm. because there was no need to know the minutes you know, uh, right until trains existed and you had to be on time for your train yeah you just needed to know basically what hour it was yes yeah. and then you know some of them have the chimes that go off i mean i love that i love that too um even you know like i said when we were in zurich we were there on a sunday and the the clocks were going off you know just and the bells mm-hmm. were just going off all day long i loved it i was like eating it up with a spoon because you know we don't have that so much um, no, not yeah, not really too much here in um, Florida, America. Okay, so, um, and then Bern is also known, uh, I think that Bern is, translates to bears. Right. Did you get to see the bears? We did see the bears. We went to the bear park and we got some great photographs of the bears romping around in there. And then in the summertime, the residents will jump into the river mm, yes. that runs along the bear park. Uh-huh. And you could always tell when somebody, like wherever we were in the city, you could tell when somebody was jumping into the water because you would hear this, woo! <laughs> like the end of my pen, I think. Maybe that's where that came from. <laughs> because the water was so cold. It was a beautiful shade of of jade green and I sat and I put my feet in because I was in Switzerland. I was in Bern. I had to do it. And there was, there's, you know, they, they have a place where you can go in to the water and have the river take you down. But, uh, Rick Steves did give a little warning saying, you know, make sure that you don't miss this last post to grab onto, to get out of the river because otherwise, you know, it'll, it'll take you away. Yeah. It has quite a current. We had watched, um, some videos online and it, it may have been even his, um, show uh, I'm talking about and I think there was one with from Samantha Brown who is mm-hmm. also a, um, a travel um, TV that's on you know PBS or whatever right. um, and we had watched hers and um, she went down through there and how and the current was quite fast it is. Um, it and is. you were zipping right along there but there were lots of people you know swimming on there we were there in November so and we also only had a half a day and so the sun was already going down mm. um, so there wasn't much of that going on um, and also we were right at the beginning being in November, the bears were starting to hibernate. So um, they said, you know, the sun's down, they may already be in. Mm -hmm. Um, There was another location we went up um, in this little town called Arosa, and they had bears up there as well, but the bear was already starting to hibernate, and Mm -hmm. it had only been out for like, 
an hour, you oh. know, so they were starting their hibernation. Um, so we didn't get to see any bears, but we saw where they lived and, you know, it was pretty cool still. So, all right. Um, anything else you want to say about Bern? Uh, fabulous city, very walkable, mm-hmm. uh, very picturesque, mm-hmm. and I highly recommend a visit to the Rose Garden because it is on a hill that overlooks the old part of the city, and mm-hmm. to be able to, to climb up that hill and to look down on the city with the river running through it is absolutely beautiful, and I highly recommend that you include that as part of your itinerary when you visit Bern. Nice. Okay. So then after um, that, let's see what other what other notable places did you visit or? Um... Well, so then as we got on the train and we left Bern, we stopped by this really cute old town called Merton, and it was a very quaint little town with a beautiful little square in it, you know, that had all kinds of shops and little cafes. And again, Rick Steves has a lovely little walking tour that he guides you around the whole city, um, showing you, you know, where where the bullets and the cannonballs whacked into the walls of the of the city um, you know explaining how the church had been converted from Catholic to Protestant mm-hmm. um, and it's right on Lake Geneva so it was a, a lovely welcome on to on our way to uh, Lausanne to have you know to see the lake from that side of, mm-hmm. of the country what is really cool about Switzerland, so, all right, we alluded to that it's very expensive, and we'll talk about some of the things that we both encountered there, but another thing that we both did that was very money-saving was getting the Swiss Pass, which is the Swiss railway system um, that you can, um, as a tourist, or, I mean, I'm sure they have something for residents, too, mm-hmm. but um, get this pass that allows you to ride the trains, um, for one price basically right so you get a certain number of days worth and you have to really plan your itinerary around that because once you start using it the days are consecutive correct yeah but what's nice is that it also includes entrance to the museums mm-hmm. and it includes discounts on other things like the funiculars right and um other bus tour yeah, yeah. Buses and tour are free and, right and, mm-hmm. and other transportation modes right. yeah boats some boats mm-hmm. um were included and things like that yes and we found that to be a fantastic value because the one day like we were you know home based in zurich and we had a couple um things planned uh you know that were toured and um set in stone kind of things but we also had some free days where we would just decide okay we're gonna get on the train and go somewhere that would be about an hour or so from where we are and just see what was there because as you said there's all these little towns and they're literally like something out of like a Heidi picture book like there you picture the stereotypical Swiss chalet they're gingerbread houses I mean like incredible you you, you're like, do people really live in houses like this? I, I thought it was so cool the way the homes had the year that they were built. Yes. On, you know, the exterior um, architecture of mm-hmm. each of them so mm-hmm. that you, you knew when they were built. 
but uh, I when I got first got to Switzerland, I called my husband and I said, oh my gosh, I swear they must send all children's book illustrators yes. to Switzerland because yes. this is what it looks like. I yes. feel like I'm in a children's illustrated book. For sure. If you've ever seen one of those, you know, the houses, like I can describe this to you and probably most of you listening will be able to picture this. The, the houses are like, a lot of them are white. They've got wooden shutters and they've got some thatched roofs and, and they have scalloping and they have hearts cut out. I mean, hearts, it is, yes. it's like living gingerbread houses that, you know, I don't know how else to describe it other than exactly what you just said. It's something out of a picture book. Yes. Exactly. Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> and, but, but I mean, even, even more, more modern ones yes, too. Right. Mm -hmm. the, the way the mountains are, the Alps are just so beautiful and the trees, I, it really, they, they must send all children's illustrators there. <laughs> For sure. And when you're standing there, you're having a little bit of like blinking your eyes, like at the natural beauty, like mm -hmm. it is no exaggeration to say it is breathtaking. Like I literally got out um, up on top of this mountain in a little town called Arosa and gasped. I mean, gasped. Like, I can't believe this is real life. Like, this is a real thing. I'm blinking my eyes like, this looks like a movie picture backdrop. Like, you cannot doubt God. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just can't. That's how I felt anyway. So yeah. beautiful. Oh, I would go back in a heartbeat. Yeah. So yeah. beautiful there. It was, it, it was incredible. We were awestruck. We just spent time freezing to death, just staring at mountains <laughs> and you never get tired of it. You just don't get tired of it. Maybe if you live there, you might, but, um, I don't, we did not get tired of it. We have so many pictures of mountains. It's ridiculous. Well, I, you know what? I think that's part of being Florida girls. So true. We don't yeah. have any mountains. We barely too. have hills. <laughs> it's true. Especially snow-capped mountains. Yeah, not definitely happening. not. Definitely not. So anyways, that is a fantastic value, the Swiss Pass, because as I started to say, we broke down what it would cost. We spent a whole day traveling from here and there and what it would have cost if we had just bought the tickets at the kiosk mm -hmm. and it was i mean basically one a half of a day equaled what we spent on the um on the swiss pass wow. you know yeah that's great it was so that was the big value that that we got well what we what we liked was that even those scenic trains yes were included mm-hmm yes if you are going to travel and there's a scenic train that has those huge windows oh yeah take advantage of that yes did you get to which one did you get to ride we, did you get a chance to yes we took the golden pass from Lausanne to Interlaken nice it was absolutely beautiful we wound up taking one um I don't exactly remember offhand and I don't think I have it in my notes right here of the um yeah I wrote the same thing the historic railways it's part of the historic railways there's certain ones but we went um from Zurich we rode about an hour on the on the train to Kerr, which is spelled C-H-U-R. And it's a um, old town, like, um, I think it's in like 800, I think is mm -hmm. when it was formed. And um, we toured all around there and it's that mix of old and new. They make it a little touristy with the shops and things like that. But then of course you're visiting these really old churches and really old um, homes and, and um, different things like that. So that's pretty cool. But the thing we plan to do by Kerr, and this is also something to keep in mind if you're planning to go to Switzerland off season, 
November is considered off season. And for us, um, the busy time is summer, um, which was kind of when you went. And then, of course, winter for the skiing and, and all those kind of winter sports. Right. So November was sort of off season, in between seasons for us. And that, we found, is when they do a lot of maintenance. Now, that wasn't a surprise to us. Um, we had researched that before we went, and that was one of the things that they said you may encounter some things that are down for maintenance or not open because it's, quote, off season. Mm -hmm. And which we did. So we went to Kerr. We planned to go ride this um, funicular and go up the mountain and across to this other mountain. It was going to be awesome. And um, it was closed for maintenance that day. Mm -hmm. We couldn't get a hold. We tried calling. Um, we stopped in the park to eat roasted chestnuts. I think they only have those in the winter. Did they have them when you were there? I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, that was a bonus for us because <laughs> those things were amazing and they're like little street vendors mm -hmm. um, and they just roast them up in these big um, metal uh, drum looking mm -hmm. things over wood fire and they were amazing. So we stopped in this little park to eat uh, roasted chestnuts and there was a gentleman sitting there and we asked him for help in trying to navigate the website uh, because we couldn't get through on the um, figure out if the funicular was open or not. He wound up being so nice and calling us and speaking to them in, I guess it was German, um, and um, said, yeah, no, it's down for maintenance. But he also gave us a recommendation to get on the train and go to Arosa. Uh -huh. which was not on our radar at all. Mm -hmm. The train, he said, I don't know exactly what will be open there either. It's a little ski town, but the ride on the historical train is worth it as well. And we went over this big gorge on this bridge, and it was just um, amazing. And so mm -hmm. that was not in our plan at all. But we wound up talking to somebody local, and they said, oh, you got to do that. Mm -hmm. And it wound up being the most favorite thing that we did on the whole trip. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Did you have any kind of happy accidents like that, or was yours pretty much scheduled out? Uh, we were pretty much scheduled out. Yeah? Yeah. What would you say was your most favorite thing that you did? Oh, well, I really loved walking around on on the mountain we mm -hmm. when we stayed in Gimmelwald we took the uh, cable cars up to the top of Mount Shilthorn which mm -hmm. is where they filmed one of the James, James Bond, Bond movies yeah mm -hmm. and then we came back down and we did some hiking and as we were hiking you know, there were all these cows with mm. their huge bells. Mm -hmm. And we had to, you know, walk through farmers' pastures and open their gates and make sure the cow didn't get out because we were following the trail. And Did you see anybody riding, like, the um, little speedy bikes um, down that kind of trail? Was it a paved, like, sort of like a paved trail? No, or no, it was not. It was not. Okay. Much Just to my aunt's chagrin. <laughs> okay, I watched another one that was... We de Bob and I definitely have to go back in the summertime because I was like, oh, it's a whole nother world in the summertime. Yes. Yeah, doing the things like you were doing. But they showed these cool little, um, like, bike bike scooter hybrid type things huh. that you can rent and, and ride down. Wow. And um, they were doing the same thing as they were stopping and the 
the cows had the bells on mm-hmm. and you see those all over the place in the souvenir shops they're quite expensive though did the, you see the that? bells yeah yes i got a little tiny one and made it into a christmas ornament because i like to take a Christmas ornament home that represents the country, and I like this. What, what that better be thing yeah. from Switzerland than a cowbell? <laughs> yeah, I kind of like to do the same thing. I wound up um, buying one, um, but um, we got some magnets that had the the little thing on and, and a, a fondue pot because of course you got to have Swiss fondue. And we bought a little um, Swiss clock. I wanted one of those big clocks too. Those, but we didn't think we'd get it back safely anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of like the Swiss things, the the clocks, uh, the Swiss timepieces, as you mentioned before. So watches, um, the the cuckoo clocks, um, the bells, chocolate, chocolate for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, did you now did you buy much chocolate over there to like bring back? Um, no, the chocolate didn't come back. I know either. Me. Okay, so. <laughs> we, we actually, the night that we arrived in Interlaken, uh, it w- we had had a hard time finding a restaurant that was open um, because we ended up traveling in such a way that we missed the lunchtime hour. And so all of the restaurants were already closed for lunch or not open for dinner. So. Yeah, they kind of take a siesta. We we accidentally yes. found that too. We tried to, like, we got out late and we tried to eat lunch at like 1.30. No go. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like 2 like, o'clock in the afternoon yeah. and we couldn't find any place to eat. So we yeah. ended up not eating until like 3.30 or 4 o'clock. We yeah. We still starving by then. But so anyway, so by the time we got to Interlochen, we weren't really hungry for, you know, dinner. And there was a restaurant that was selling pizza but they wouldn't just sell it by the slice and we weren't hungry enough to have a whole pie so I said well there's a chocolate shop (laughs) we could live on chocolate (laughs) we're not really hungry yeah we just just need a snack just a little something to tie us over did I tell you what the chocolate dipped oranges oh my dark chocolate dipped orange yeah, that was really good, Sheila. <laughs> yeah, their chocolate is really good. Their popular brand there is Lint, which we do have in um, America. So I had a hard time um, buying any Lint chocolate, even though that was kind of like, you know, the thing, um, because it was like triple the amount there. I'm like, I can buy this at Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> But we did, we actually, um, and I'll share one tip. We, you had given me that tip about the, um, make sure you have some snacks on hand because you may fall into a time where a restaurant is not open. They do kind of close for that siesta time after lunch and before before dinner. dinner. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you kind of get a late start in the day or you're doing something and it carries over and you don't get to have a proper lunch, um, you could be waiting until four and actually most people did not have dinner until like nine o'clock at night. We realized Late. like, yes. yeah, nine, 10 o'clock at night is when people, when the restaurants were the busiest. So it was weird, but we found a local grocery store, which is also a good tip on, um, saving money. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, that's where I got the pen. We were just walking around in there and getting, um, some buying some water because I couldn't drink out of the fountains. <laughs> Mentally could not force myself to do it. 
<laughs> um, so we were getting some drinks and um, buying just some snacks and things to have in our backpack just in case. I looked at the chocolate bars there and they were considerably less expensive oh. just in the grocery store. Oh. And I even tried their store brand. The um, grocery store was called Coop. I'm, I'm guessing this is how you say it. Coop. C-O-O-P. Oh, Coop yes. City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so we just bought some chocolate bars that were like their store brand and it was still like really good. It tasted like Dove chocolate. Mm. Yeah. So it wasn't like super lint chocolate but it was really good upper level dove quality chocolate (laughs) but for two bucks right that's a really good tip (laughs) yeah yeah so um okay so you went what 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 other place did you go that we didn't talk about so when we were in laotzan we took the train we had been taking the train from Bern, and we stopped in martin and we were going to get out at uh, Son, but we accidentally missed our <laughs> our stop. Mm-hmm. We went all the way to Geneva, and so by the time we came back and we found our hotel, we were at that siesta time. Uh huh. Uh huh. Very very hungry, but the ice cream parlor was open. Mm. So we my my aunt is a huge ice cream fan. So the ice cream in um, Switzerland is a lot of gelato. Yes. And they have really, I mean, their milk from all those cows. Their cheese is really good. Mm-hmm. Their chocolate's really good. Their ice the cream ice is cream really is good. Fabulous. Yes. Absolutely fabulous. Um, and we also, while we were there, we stopped at the Olympics Museum, mm. which was so interesting. It had different, th- three different levels. And you know, one was like the history, and another one had all of this, um, these exhibits of, of um, you know, things that Olympians had donated. So skis and skates and costumes oh, okay. from the opening ceremonies, and mm-hmm. and leotards and just you know, hockey sticks, everything. And then on the the um, the ground floor were all these interactive activities which we didn't have a lot of time to do because the museum was closing had we known we would have hurried up and gotten there yeah right away it was so cool you know you had to try and stand and balance on this you know thing you like snowboard to, thing and, I, yeah yeah and and hitting high and low and and if you have kids and you're in Laotzan I highly recommend you go to the Olympic Museum and you know as much as they will tolerate the other two levels, you know, go through them, but the fun the bottom, stuff, yeah, the fun stuff is in the basement. Is in the basement, absolutely. Yeah, all, it. yeah, all that fun stuff. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one too. Okay, we got to go back to Switzerland. I missed a lot of um, of stuff. Now, did you have um, fondue? Yes, cheese fondue oh, or did. chocolate fondue. I had cheese fondue. Oh yeah, I am a rather particular eater which is not good when you're traveling a lot yeah (laughs) and this one restaurant that we went to they did not have anything else on the menu that did not disagree with my digestive system Uh uh-huh so I was having Swiss fondue for dinner which wow it was it was very very rich yes Mm -hmm. very rich Uh, I wish I had my aunt had shared Sh- it with yes. me. Yes. Yeah. Well, we the day that we got caught um, too late for lunch and too early for dinner, we did find one restaurant that was open, 
and um, or one place that had cheese fondue. Mm-hmm. And so um, we went. We started to go in there, and this and the smell of the cheese is so strong and overwhelming. Wow. I went in to use the restroom, while. Um, you know, my husband was seeing about getting a table or whatever. And um, I was like, I can't sit inside. Like, we have to sit outside because <laughs> it's so, like, wow. stinky feet, cheese smell. <laughs> like, I mean, not in a bad way. I mean, it's just very strong. And so it was too strong. I was like, I can't sit inside. Um, thankfully, we had mild enough weather where it wasn't horrible to mm-hmm. be outside. And plus, we're so used to being hot here in Florida. We like when it's cold. And so we're <laughs> like, we'll sit outside. We don't care. And people look at, you know, like, why are you sitting outside when you could be inside? Because we like it, you know. <laughs> um, plus, it stinks in there like stinky feet. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Because when at the restaurant where I had the cheese fondue, we were seated outside on the patio. But it was only because the inside was all all the tables were, were taken, but I'm, I'm glad that we were. Yes, yeah. That might have been your happy accident yeah. because, like I said, I was like, whoa. Um, they have this um, dish called raclette that mm-hmm. is a specific blend of cheeses, and it's like this cheese wheel, and they kind of melt it um, one end and slice it off um, onto your plate. And we went back past um, a stand for that, and that was even like more aromatic (laughs) but um the cheese fondue is super good Mm -hmm. very rich we wound up sharing that and like my husband can eat and it was like just that we fit you know we finished it but sharing it and it was Mm -hmm. just enough neither of us were hungry after that I I was wishing that they had served it with some some crudite instead of just the The, bread mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, because by the end you're like, I'm dying of cheese and bread. <laughs> it's delicious death, but I'm dying. I have some fiber now. Please. I know. <laughs> some, yeah. some, something veggie, please. Um, let's see. Was there any other traditional Swiss food that you tried? Well, that you liked or didn't like? Nothing is coming to mind, Sheila. I'm no. sorry. Well, we found... Um, we we found their food not to be that great and very yeah. expensive. <laughs> no offense, Swiss people, but um, they it's was very um. I don't know if they don't use seasoning or they just um. It was not seasoned well. Um, we ate at one place and it was it was an Italian place and it had good reviews on Yelp and there were people in there. We got one of those pizzas, you know, mm-hmm. like you were talking about before, and I got like a, um, just like a spaghetti bolognese. I don't know how you messed those two things up, but it was horrible, oh, no. and it was seventy dollars. Oh, no. <laughs> My aunt and I we split a pizza uh, the first night that we were in there, and it was good. It was okay. very good. Uh, then when we were in Bern, we ate at the restaurant. It was a very nice restaurant right outside of the Rose Garden. And, but it was hard to find something that appealed to us Mm -hmm. on, on the menu. Yeah. Um, so there were lots of like sausages. Yes. And like, um, reindeer, uh, like, um, game animals, Mm -hmm. you know, reindeer, venison, um, elk. 
yes. things like that on the menu, which, you know, are okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, the food was not our favorite thing there. No. Come for but the scenery, not for the food. <laughs> it, it, Switzerland is definitely a delight to the eyes. Right. Yes. Bring your visual appetite, not, <laughs> not right. your, yeah. You won't, after a while, you won't be able to afford it anyway. So you'll just be like, <laughs> it's okay. This food's horrible. I'm not going to pay for it. I'll just starve to death. So you might, besides the chocolate and cheese, lose weight on your yeah, adventure. You could. You could. <laughs> I highly recommend, though, staying in a hotel that includes your breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, that's a huge time and money saver. Because uh, then what we would do is we would have a good hearty breakfast and then we wouldn't need lunch. We would just munch on some almonds or a granola bar that we had brought from the States with us. Yeah. And then, you know, only have to pay for dinner. Yeah, that's a good tip, too. That's kind of what, what um, we would sort of do, too. You know, just have, like, your one big meal, and you're going to pay for it anyway, so just eat your one big meal. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Besides your breakfast. Yeah. So let's see. Um, did you notice how many people, okay, so speaking of hotels, did your hotel have air conditioning? Absolutely not. No. In the middle of July, no air conditioning, uh, no screens on the windows. So my aunt is older than I am. So she is much hotter person than I am. And so she needed to have the windows open and uh, I am you know, notorious for if there's a mosquito within a hundred miles, it's going <laughs> It'll to find, find me. That's me too. It made me very nervous to have those windows open at night, but we, we managed to, to get by because we turned off the lights right away. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we went just, we were just so exhausted from traveling and walking all day long that we just fell right to sleep. Yep. Our hotel, even in November, we had very like semi-mild days. So today um, in Florida, what is it, about 60 degrees? Yes. Yeah. I would say while we were there, it was, we had some 60 degree days. Yeah. 50, 50, 55, 60. Um, And so, you know, you were fine in just a long sleeve and, you know, you're fine. You don't even sometimes need a jacket. But, um, when we would get back to the hotel, you know, yeah, the windows don't open, there's no air conditioning, um, and you just can't, there's no fans, so you no, just no can't fans. get any fresh moving air. Mm-hmm. And we, we were so stifled um, the one night. They basically had put us in like a soundproof room, they said, because they said so many Americans are very noisy, like they come on vacation and they're partying, and so they usually stick them in the like soundproof rooms. Okay. But we were dying, and so we said we need a different room. We need one that with a window that opens, or some air conditioning, or something. So we actually got bumped up to a um, bigger, nicer room, um, you know, for that. Um, but that, yeah, they said that um, they're starting to overhaul some of the um, hotels to include air conditioning because of travelers and just because of the way the climate is changing Mm. um it's they're having you know bouts of warmer climate and so it's not something that they needed before but now they're finding that they do so yeah um i don't know bring a little portable fan or be prepared to sweat i was gonna say just just be open to yeah to Mm -hmm. your sleeping accommodations also bathrooms are not always private 
be aware of that. What did you mean by that? Well, there were a couple of hotels where we were that the bathroom was, you know, down the hall. You had oh, to, you had okay. To share oh, other people on the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, we didn't encounter that. We had our, we stayed in the same place the whole time, mm-hmm. but um, we didn't encounter that. But that's good to know too. Although even out um, in different, like I went to a restaurant, um, and their bathroom was like a typical kind of like public bathroom but it was men women like it was all it was just anybody come to the bathroom Mm -hmm. yeah so I was like oh I'm locking this door (laughs) (laughs) this is this is me going to the bathroom sorry all of you are gonna have to wait I'll go fast (laughs) but yeah that's one of the kind of things that you don't think about when you're traveling to another country that are kind of fun though I mean I find those surprises fun yes I do too yeah isn't this interesting we have to share the bathroom with the three people down the hall (laughs) (laughs) all right let's see oh another thing that we encountered were the number of people who were smoking was a surprise lots of smokers lots of smokers including marijuana because Mm -hmm. it is legal there so you were just smelling that uh wacky tobacco all over the place we were um and then of course the shops you know the you could just see the shops everywhere Mm -hmm. um and surprisingly so many people were rolling their own cigarettes did you notice that no, that did not catch my eye. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that we picked up on too. So many oh. people were rolling their own cigarettes. They were smoking, you know, hand-rolled cigarettes. Maybe it was cheaper. Uh, probably! <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was another interesting thing about... Um, about Switzerland that we found. Anything else coming to mind for you? The paragliders. Oh, yeah. In the Alps. I mean, if there's beautiful weather and you're not afraid of heights. Have you ever paraglided? I glided have before? not. Would have you not. do it? I would. I wanted to. Yeah. I just did not have time. And, and I'm really disappointed that I didn't. Make the time Make for it. Make the time for it, exactly. Because it was something that I knew my aunt would not want to do. Oh, right. And so because I was going there with her, I really did not want to take away and make her sit, you know, for however many hours it would take me to get Do all that, right. yeah. Yeah, so understandable. I'll but. just have to go back. Yeah, there you go. Darn. There. <laughs> oh, too bad. Um, okay, so I guess my, uh, any, any other place you want to point out that you went or um, must see that you want to share with our listeners? Well, what's cool about Switzerland is that there are the touristy places, but then there are also the little hamlets and the little villages. And and don't be afraid to do both. Yes. Because the lifestyle is so different on the side of the mountain than it is in the busy city. Even if the busy city is wicked old and you have all of this beautiful old architecture right. and history that you're mm-hmm. learning about, just to go up into the these little hamlets and, and to see the way life has, because the traditions are passed down from one mm-hmm. generation to the next, and just to see that 
that part of the culture, that side of the culture, I think it's really important. Yeah, for sure. I think it's kind of um, similar to even just visiting some states in the U.S. You know, you might go to a, a bigger city in that state, but if you can venture out to the countryside where, you know, the the farmers and 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 things like that, you know, it's a whole it's a whole different environment, and they do have some really um, cute. I don't know how else to say, but cute and interesting and um you know little little villages like you said it's it's just so worth it and um again that swiss pass and taking the trains is definitely the way to go because even if you can't stop at all those places just riding through is just you know fantastic to even see i I just was like i want to get out there and i want to get out there and i want to get out there like we need more time you know yes you will feel feel that way and and the the views and the blue water oh my gosh the color of the water in Mm. switzerland is so incredibly amazing i mean in florida we have you know up on the in the panhandle we have the green water of the of the gulf and Mm -hmm. on when you're on the east coast you know the the ocean is blue but here where sheila and i live you know we live near the gulf and um we don't have that beautiful color of a bright blue or bright green yeah so the color of the water in switzerland Mm -hmm. really took me my breath away yeah it's it's kind of like a vibrant teal like yes a vibrant teal like it's just like a gem it's Mm -hmm. just liquid gem i don't know yeah that's probably the best best way to describe it um all right so i'll add one more thing um on our trip we now you mentioned you went to the uh i can never say this there's the three big mountains, and you oh, went Schildthorn. Schildthorn, and um, I always want to say Schlitterbahn from the, <laughs> but um, I know it's wrong. Schildthorn, and then there's um, there's um, the the Eiger, the, the Monk, and the Jungfrau. The Jungfrau, the so three tallest. We went on the Jungfrau, so mm-hmm. we took a. Um, this was a separate ticket that we had to buy yes. to go um, towards called the Top of Europe. Right, the top of the world with the yeah. railroad. Wait, right, with the railroad. And um, so we took the railroad, and it, it's like an all-day, you know, process of riding the trains through these towns and everything, getting to the mountain, and then riding these trains um, up the mountain. Um, and we got up to the mountain, and you can look out over. Now, we had bad weather that day, so it was it was. Uh, oh my gosh it's the coldest I've ever been in my whole life for like five minutes um when we stepped out on that thing and um you we couldn't really see the view but it was still awesome it was we could see you know even what we could see close by was just awesomely amazing they have some fun activities up there too um you can uh, get a postcard and mail it from up there it's about 13,000 feet um, no, 11,000 11, feet. Um, yeah. Yeah, 11,000 feet. Um, make sure that you bring a portable charger, I would say, because if you go outside in that cold, it sucked. My, my phone battery was on about 80%, and I was out there for less than five minutes because I couldn't stand it any longer and uh i was down to six percent battery when i came back in wow because it was searching it for just, a signal it just sucked the energy 
I don't know if it was the cold or what it was, but it just sucked the battery right out of it. Mm. Um, we always carry a portable charger anyway in our backpack. They're inexpensive on Amazon and well worth it. You can charge them up in your room overnight um, and then you can carry it with you. And then that way you always have you know, your phone and especially if you're like us, we use our phone to take pictures as well as our camera. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, you just kind of, and for directions and for, um, you know, like the train pass, they have the um, SBB mobile app mm -hmm. where you can look up the train times and it will tell you which gate and all that. And all that saves a lot of time, which is awesome, but can't do any of that if your battery's dead. <laughs> Very true. I want to point out that um, if you're going to be doing a lot of traveling around Switzerland and you're not staying at a hotel base the way that you did, but yeah. you're, you're going, you know, from hotel to hotel the way we did. It's very beneficial to have just a carry-on size piece of luggage that you can fit everything in. Um, because when you get, you can hop off the trains, they have wonderful locker storage facilities at each of the train stations. You just toss your luggage in there and you go explore and then you come back, you get your luggage, you get back on the train. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons that we didn't want to go to the top of the Jungfrau, because even in July, it is freezing temperatures on yeah. top of that mountain. Yeah. And we did not have space in our luggage to pack the appropriate clothing yes. to go there. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why we didn't, what, another reason that we didn't go to the top of that mountain, but yeah. Yeah, but one it is awesome um, to go up there. So um, you know, another another thing that that I recently learned too is if you are going to be doing something like that and you want to kind of follow Lisa's advice, but also you know be able to bring something that will transition you from a summer to um, you know a jacket, you know at the top of the mountain where you would need it is um, they have these packable um, jackets that are like insulated and puffy but they're they're specifically like travel down jackets and they um i mentioned them in another podcast um with joy on the um the joy of travel is the episode name um and they squish down to about the size of like a half a loaf of bread um this jacket does but they're extremely warm mm. um so that might be something that you know you would want to invest in and take on your trip if you're going to be going somewhere that has different elevations she had mentioned that because she went to um, Peru mm -hmm. and had gone up um, in the mountains there, and it was a similar thing. It was, you know, tropical jungle at the bottom, mm -hmm. and then, you know, 20 degrees at the top. Right, right. Yeah, so that's another um, good tip. But at the top of Jungfrau, you can go up, um, you can see these amazing sites. You can literally go in like, a, um, they have built like ice tunnels, and they have ice sculptures all through this like walking tour and it's the walls are ice the ceilings ice the floors ice it's literally tunneled through the mountain and it's cold and icy although it wasn't that cold in there um and they've got you know all kind of ice sculptures and and things you can do down in there as you walk through um yeah and as i mentioned you can send a um postcard from up there and with the with the stamp and everything um that's when I realized that the elevation was affecting me. I started uh -huh. to write the postcard and I, I couldn't make my hand do what my brain was trying to tell it to do. And I was writing my letters backwards and everything. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> that is scary to yeah, it was. that happened to you. Yeah, um, my husband kept saying, 
slow down, you know, because I kind of walk fast. And um, he kept saying, slow down, you're going to feel the effects of this uh, elevation. You won't know it until it really hits you. And I did. I got a little dizzy and clearly couldn't write my letters. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let me just see. Is there anything else that we can talk about with Switzerland? Um, you, We both said we definitely go back. So yes. kind of to review, um, Rick Steve's guide is great or um, my recommendation as well would to be go on YouTube and just look at some other travel vlogs or even um, watch PBS um, and you can do a search you know through your cable or whatever that you have even Netflix and things like that have travel channels and and watch some of those things and take some notes so that you have somewhat of a plan of what you want to do um, Swiss Pass. Swiss Pass, for sure. Definitely get that so you can do the train system, the buses, the boats. It includes discounts. discounts at the museums. Mm -hmm. Museums. A lot of them were free. Yes. The Young Frau, that was quite expensive. I think it was about, um, it was about two. Two hundred dollars. I think with the with the Swiss Pass discount, it's like in the eighties. Yeah, right? it was around two hundred dollars for both of us to do just that mm -hmm. for the day. Yeah, um, but we did, and that was with the like, um, that was with the discount. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was with the discount. So it's quite pricey um, on its own. Um, definitely visit um you know the the main towns and then the little side towns like i said we spend a lot of time in zurich and they have an old town and a new area there um burn um ch we went to a chur uh la rosa or not all rosa it's called and um oh gosh we, what was the other it started oh shoot i can't remember the name of the other little town that we went to and I guess I thought for sure I would never forget it because I didn't write it down. Um, food to try. Fondue. Swiss fondue. Chocolate. Swiss chocolate. Swiss gelato. Gelato. If you're there in the winter and they have the roasted chestnuts, definitely do that. Otherwise, eh. <laughs> don't go to Switzerland for the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're a foodie, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> Um, and make sure that you've got, um, you know, you've had some breakfast and lunch at appropriate times, or you will be waiting for dinner much later. Yes. Um, be flexible and realize with your hotel, it may not have air conditioning. It probably won't. You may be sharing a bathroom or make sure you don't book that kind if you don't mm -hmm. want to do that. Um, and otherwise enjoy the beautiful scenery. Yes, absolutely. Make sure that your legs and, and knees and hips are ready for a workout because there are lots of hills and you're yeah. going to want to be doing lots of walking while you're there. Yeah, we're definitely, we'll have to switch. You should go in the winter and I'll go in the summer. <laughs> Although you want to do so. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Elisa's like, no, I'll go back in the summer again and do the hand gliding. <laughs> Absolutely, hang gliding and, and just the freedom of having that small suitcase that you yeah. just toss in the locker and go and visit. It really is very that part. I mean, you gotta love the transportation in Europe. It's my, I mean, I'm it's my favorite. I'm just like, you can just hop on and do whatever, yeah, yeah. all over, really. So, all right, Lisa, well, thanks for sharing your experiences with um, Switzerland and talking with me today. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and you shared a lot of good tips. So, um, 
thanks everybody for listening. Say bye, Lisa. Bye. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, close this episode with the uh, pen again because it just makes me happy. The yodeling pen. Yeah. The- <laughs>